And now on the bench, let's look at the world of rugby union. Well, I'm excited, Dom. As I said last year, we were on the bandwagon. We had the bench bandwagon. It is currently somewhere ditched in the Hawkesbury River. We will be dragging it out over the next week or so. But uh, I think it's in next weekend we see the, the return of the Hornsby Lions to the field. We're very excited here. We will be looking forward to and, and going through their games every week here on the bench. And we're lucky enough to be joined by three of their big stars in Angus McQueen, Sam White, and Alex Bellamy. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us on the bench. Thanks for having us. Season starts next week, April 6th. It's been a big season for you guys. We've heard a lot from Gussie over various social media platforms that it's probably one of the biggest years in the, in the club's recent history. Is that is that true? Yeah, I think we've had a really good pre-season. Um, started out the season with a whole new coaching whether that be first grade, second grade, and through the women's. Um, it's really breathed, I think, a fresh life into the club. Um, we've always been a really strong social club. There's been a really strong connection there throughout the players, but I think we've turned a leaf now and had a really strong pre-season, and we just can't wait to get out there against the Trojans next week. On the, on the men's side, Sam, what has the injection of the, of the new coaching come through? I've, I believe they've come through on the Penrith Emu side obviously that's, that club folded last year we discussed that quite a bit on the bench what have they brought over obviously obviously that, that club went, went into pretty much burst and went into into the abyss but clearly they, those coaches have got a, a wealth of experience for you guys yeah just a different level of professionalism as well that we were um, we're really happy to see and not that it's been lacking at the club but uh, we sort of sometimes forget we are an amateur club and to have that sort of high performance element come into sort of come into the fold particularly around that sort of first grade uh, that first grade sphere then you know we're we're all for it, and we're thrilled to have them. And to have such a sort of high performance environment around us is is still in its absolute wonders already in the preseason. Now you say it's an amateur club, Sam and, and Gus, but you guys have got an extra team this year. More people coming to play. You've got a, a women's team again, Alex. Well, you know you've you're clearly not just an amateur club, and it's clearly a club that's growing quite rapidly. Something we're really proud of as well, and um, I will put a lot of that down to Alex as well because she um, she pretty much single handedly runs the Hornsby Rugby social media empire, uh, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's gone great guns and it's given us a lot of exposure that we otherwise wouldn't have had. So yeah, she uh, she deserves a whole lot of credit for that. Um, but you know what? Yeah, it's it's good to see that we've got more guys coming back to the fold, especially with the third grade coming back. A lot of guys that. Um, you know, we're playing rugby long before I was uh, long before I was even considered uh, as uh, you know as being alive. So the guys, uh, the guys having a trot, you know, back on the field again would be something great to see. And you know, if we uh, the guys that are talking about playing third grade, if they all come along, there's probably about three thousand games worth of experience on that park. Without exaggerating, there's a lot, a lot of experience on that field. So yeah, it'd be good to see him. Good to see him get back out there. Now, Alex, obviously a lot of the credit goes to you, as Sam just said before, <laughs> vice president of the club, women's team captain. But in terms, you actually don't get as much credit as you possibly do because it's an interesting one, rugby union, especially in the North Shore now with, with clubs sort of falling. We've heard about the, in terms of rugby league with the A-grade comp sort of declining. You sort of lose a lot of players to those bigger clubs around, like you saw our friend Shane wearing his wearing a rat <laughs> shirt. You know, they go to their, their state teams. But, you know, to be part of something and grow something so local must be a huge achievement for yourself yeah it's something I guess I I don't reflect on too often but when when people kind of mention it like I think we kind of had a core group of three or four people who kind of really got the the women's team off the ground back in what was it 2016 um so 
when you kind of reflect on where we are now, um, we've got players who are playing in rep teams. We've got a, one of our old players. She just debuted for the Waratahs. Um, it's it's really exciting to one see that there's the opportunity in the pathway for for women to one be playing sport to playing rugby, a contact sport. Um, it's something I always wanted to do when I was little, and there wasn't that thing. So I guess being able to make it happen is it's I'm I'm proud of it, but I'm also stoked that it's just there. So yeah. How about your team's pre-season? How's the build-up been for that? It's been really good. So I guess, like Gussie said, we've got a new coach this year. Previously, we were coached by two of our um, men's players, one being Sam, um, which was a bit of a balancing act. So now we've got, I guess, our own coach who's looking after us and us only. Um, it's just that having that extra, I guess, attention and him not having to duck off to his own training. Um, it's been really good. We've got a really good vibe around the group of girls we've got. Uh, it's really exciting. Like, our, our training session last night, we walked away so pumped. Next Saturday, it's going to be awesome. First game, what are the thoughts on the first game, guys? Tra- got a home game, I believe? Tra- Travelling away, apologies. Yeah, so the way that our season works is... Um we're heavily determined by when we get back to Mark Taylor Oval by Northern Districts Cricket. So what we've decided to do for our season, and it works really well for us because our first grade, second grade, third grade, under 17s and the women's all play at the same venue each week. So regardless of if we're home or away, we all play together. And it's just a really good social scene. Mm-hmm. So we're away for the first three weeks. We've got Terrigal, then we go to Arimba. So we've got the two grand finalists up first. <laughs> then we have the Easter break, Avoca, and then we're back at home for our return to Hornsby Day, which is against Gosford. Well, you say two premiership sides up first, but a different team this year, I'd imagine, with the extra third grade side coming in. You've got some quality. I know for a fact you got excited by a couple of uh, rather athletic uh, acquisitions the club has brought in in the, the last they couple of weeks. signed you. <laughs> That's where you're disappearing to, Dom. The kicking specialist once, my, once in my day, but long well, retired. Well, Dom won't mind me saying, but we have a, a group chat of about five of our best and closest, and everyone was asked to play rugby, and I don't think Dom was asked. <laughs> I was asked to commentate the games, but oh, there's, yeah. there's a sneak preview for everyone out there. No, I think we've got... There are different teams across the whole coast. If you look at... Um, we've been looking at you know, obviously who's playing where this year and Terrigal have picked up a few players, Arimba have changed their pack up and we've picked up quite a few players. So um, it's going to have a really good trickle-down effect. First grade hopefully will be strong. Second grade will benefit from that. And look, we're just looking at the women's team each and every year growing and smashing it. And it's, you know, the club's in a really good position. I think we're looking at how well we do socially. Now we've turned the leaf and gone... It's about time that we start putting in some more consistent performances week in, week out across all the grades. So we're really excited about having a really strong pre-season with a really determined coaching group and hopefully we'll see some good results throughout the season. You talk about results, you talk about performances. You know, a lot of people on this, in this North Shore side wouldn't know much about the Central Coast competition, guys. What is it like? What, what can you can compare the sort of competition to? Is it, is, it a, is it really strong now or is it with the... With sort of certain, you know, as we said, a lot of players you are now coming to the to the more local clubs because they don't want to pay the extortionate fees to play for the Shoots Shield sides. You know, it's you know, do, is it a strong competition? It's fast. It's really fast. The uh, the way that the game is played is so different to the way that it's played in Sydney, in that it's really open running footy. Uh, that was something that took a little bit of adjusting and a bit of getting used to for us, coming uh, having been in the Sydney comp for a couple of years or a couple of years when I've been playing when we moved up. 
2015 or 14, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was a... Um, it was, it's country footy, and that uh, that does mean a lot of open, expansive footy. And uh, it was a bit of a shock for us, but we've adjusted really well, and we've got an absolutely electric backline, which we uh, <laughs> which we try and use on the back of uh, back of blokes like Gussie going hard and straight, and then guys like me thinking that's probably not a good idea and trying to go around. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's sort of the that's sort of the vibe that we get, and it's also. The social atmosphere around the away games and the home games um, is just the next level as well. Because on the Central Coast particularly, Hornsby is a bit of an exception to it, but most of the clubs are very close in proximity. So uh, it's not really an issue for everyone to get back to the other teams, uh, you know, their local sponsor, which is, of course, the local pub for, um, you know, for a couple of drinks and the speeches afterwards, whereas that's not necessarily always the case in the Sydney comp. So it was really good to see that uh, the social atmosphere is alive and everyone knows everyone throughout the comp. Um, so it's, uh, we, you know, whether you're playing home or away, you've always got mates on the other team, um, particularly if you have gone through to that representative level. There's a handful of guys that are always there from uh, the reps team that you always bond with and, you know, you always look for them on the field as well. So you've got a diverse, would it be correct to say that it's a really diverse squad both across both the men's and the women's team? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really, like Sam said, it's a really strong comp. There's a lot of really solid guys out there. Um, quite a few country rugby representative players. Um, the Central Coast pathway for representative as well. There's, there's some really strong people out there. And as we touched on, I guess, given that Hornsby is a bit of an outlier in terms of the rugby, I guess, location, bus trips guys are on the bus coming down they have a great time they get on the bus back home and it's just yeah good quality social fun i think (laughs) (laughs) we spoke about the the guys obviously having a bit of a a reality check last season and a bit of a sort of introduction to how the season went with them what was it like with the women's team last year and obviously the the year before that and going forward into 2019 so last year was the first year we had a, a home and away weekly season which was was massive for us and massive for all the teams on the coast um getting to play weekly was something that is huge for us um, experience-wise, just the fact that we can play as much rugby as we kind of want. Um, we had a few injuries that kind of, I guess, put us put us out a little bit. Um, I did my ACL and one of our other, the strongest pilfer in our team did a shoulder. So it was a bit unfortunate in that sense, but um, the team, the depth of the team really stood up and, and got really strong so it's one of those things we just kind of pushed through um, looking to this year where we've got a lot more structure and a lot more I guess in terms of the footy we want to play we know what we want to be doing and we're looking to build on our game plan rather than play what the other team's putting in front of us so it's exciting I'm really really keen to see what we can do this year you've also got a sort of a juniors pathway as well tell us a little bit about that Oh, well, the junior club's thriving. It's one of the biggest in the state. Um, Mark Taylor over on a Thursday night is chaos. Like, there's yeah. children everywhere. Yeah. Well, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> <laughs> no special drill sessions. I don't have any children yet, so I'm already saying that. Parking is actually the biggest issue with training on Thursday is that just trying to find somewhere to stop your car without, uh, you know... Without potentially injuring the next, the next, the, road, yeah. the next wallaby, you know. That's right, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on that. Uh, <laughs> you should be playing third grade then, wouldn't you? If you hit <laughs> mate, that under ten side would give you a run for your money. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see. Let's get him down there. A special <laughs> OB, Dom versus the under tens. One on fifteen. <laughs> One on fifteen. I got you, Dom. Oh, jeez, I'm glad someone does because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, tell us, obviously, it's, it's a huge thriving comp, and obviously that's great for you guys in terms of the senior divisions. Um, you know, that you know they're going to have players coming through for the next... God, yeah. how many years going forward? Yeah, it's, it's it's so good to see, and it's so encouraging for the area as well. I mean, you look at Hornsby over the last 10 years, there's been a massive demographic change. Um, but the one thing that's stayed consistent from when I've been here for the last three years, and I'm sure Sam can <coughs> testify now, um, is that sport is so strong in this area. Um, so to see so many under-sixes all the way to under-16s, boys and girls getting out there and playing sport, it's just really good. And then... You know, we get such wonderful facilities there with the PCYC next door, um, the women's cricket that's going to be at Mark Taylor over next year as well. It's just a, it's a really good space for us to see emerging footy, uh, just emerging sport in general, and it's it's a really good community um, space for us, and we're, we're really looking forward to seeing where it takes us. Yeah, well, we love seeing the, the growth of... Uh the sport but is there anything that the governing bodies rugby new south wales rugby australia is there anything that you'd like to see them doing to help you out with any of this mm. well one of the things i will say is um and this is a it's it's also a bit of a local council sort of relationship as well as with our governing body at new south wales and australian rugby but um just finding a place for us to train to be to be fair um as we said we are at that sort of community level so the um getting a space that's available for us that's not being used by cricket or something like that it's the worst isn't it cricket they ruin everything they ruin everything don't they mate (laughs) throwing up pies left right and center let's what what are they doing no so i'll spend half my (laughs) (laughs) right arm average that's all um so look what would be great to see from the governing bodies, we had a conversation with football, with, with soccer, and the way that they do their ground allocations is the uh, the governing body or the local association actually takes care of the ground allocations for them. And so it's make sure that every soccer club in the local area has a ground allocation mm-hmm. pretty well from January. Uh, with rugby, it's not that it's completely different in terms of, you know, ground allocations and things, but we do have a bit more of a duty of care to make sure that our players are ready for contact and that sort of thing so that when the first scrum of the year goes down, people know what they're doing, their heads are in the right place, their bodies are ready for that massive amount of contact going into the game. So having a place that we can prepare for that and you know move forward into the season and set up for a successful year, uh, I know it's not just a not just a Hornsby issue, that's a Sydney-wide issue, and even on the Central Coast, I know some of the clubs are feeling that as well. Uh, but it is something that, you know, we'd love some, we'd love some help with. <laughs> yeah, obviously as well, you mentioned that, obviously with, it's a lot different between the two sports. As you said, rugby is, is heavily more contact than football is. You know, you want to be playing on some, some decent grass as well. Well, as I said, usually with the, it's the cricket as well. You might be able to go and have a run, maybe play a bit of touch footy, but it's when you try and have those have those practice scrums, get the scrum machine out, get the studs on, and then, yeah, you go do that in the middle of Mark Taylor Oval. Look how bad Sydney's, Sydney, the SCG's yeah, been the last few weeks. Yeah, well. Exactly, yeah. Think about how bad Mark Taylor's copping it. Well, <laughs> I'll be honest, we'll take... Um, moment, yeah, it's, oh, it's pristine. <laughs> we'll, we'll take not wearing boots. Yeah. It's just yeah. finding a space that we're approved mm. to yeah. go. I guess especially with the seven side of things, we play all year round, so we've got gala comps in November and January, and we've had two training sessions in it so yeah. it's, it's hard to I guess build that momentum going into those summer seasons but yeah I guess it's like you said it's a, it's a Sydney wide yeah. issue so. and look we totally understand that by you know 
anywhere from 30 to 50 blokes running onto a field with footy studs in the middle of cricket season is totally unreasonable. And we'd never we expect that. We wouldn't do that. that to you guys. We wouldn't do that to the cricket lovers out oh, geez, there. I would. I'm sure they would. They're just trying to be nice to me, but it's all right. I did play rugby as well. I do understand. Oh, so yeah, straight know. on Edu and sly tackles across the... Across the Across, across, the, across the middle of the pitch. That's, oh, that's the, pitch, the one yeah. they're using this week. <laughs> Wasn't us. There was nothing worse. You should have played soccer and it'd just be this massive straight sand that they hadn't got rid of over the summer. Jeez, that was fun. Beautiful. <laughs> a bit of beach football mixed in with your normal football as well. Talk about the, the women's team. Obviously, you play all year round. What's that like playing all year round? Is it, it It's tough? a lot. Yeah, yeah it, it was a shock, especially last season. Like I said, having that home and away season, 18 rounds of footy, having, I think we had about a month off, and then we got into our gala days, which are, they're full on. They're like five or six games a day. Um, so it's a lot of footy in one day, and you're backing that up a couple of times over the summer. Um it was I think we took a break in January just we stepped back and said look like let's just all get our bodies right um, give it a rest and and the girls are feeling a lot better now but it's definitely a shock um, but that's where it comes down to I guess there's people who are available at different times of the year we've got girls coming back from people going to Europe over winter things like that they want to come have a run in summer I'm like yep come along it's always hard playing the most intense version of footy there is in 40 degree (laughs) heat as well in January it's rough (laughs) I can imagine Let's talk about obviously the 2019 season. You're always very excited. What are, what are your thoughts going in to the season? You go obviously, mm. obviously excited, but what are you expe- your expectations? Horses. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean we we won more games than we have last year than we have in a long mm. time. So the trajectory's up. I just hope that we re- maintain the core spine that we have because um, I think it's really important in rugby, regardless if you're playing first grade, third grade, whatever you're playing, you have a really good spine. When I mention the spine, I talk about your, your hooker, your 8, your 9, 10, 15. And it's no, I don't think it's no coincidence mm-hmm. that our leadership group in first grade is the spine. Um, so we're really excited about the people that we've maintained, but also the people we've brought on. I mean, we have a really unique partnership with a village in Fiji called Sanaka. And each year we provide them with whether that balls or jerseys or whatever they need, we bring that over. And then in reciprocation, they bring over players for us. So we have Sammy Sequia. I feel like we've got the really good end of this yeah. deal. As well. <laughs> I was going to say, this yeah. is... Yeah. I was so, looking at him like, this is shirts and a ball. Yeah. We get all your players. <laughs> so um, Sammy has, for the two trainings he's been here, has been fantastic for us. He really sets a high standard for mm. how he wants to play and how we should play around him. He played for the Fiji and Drew last year in the NRC. He's played for Fiji. And we're just getting that calibre of play to come in at a community level. It's almost inspiring just to see how these guys go about their business because you can take little elements of their game and then it just apply it to yours. So with the injection of our ongoing commitment and partnership with Sanaka and the players that we've maintained and also the players that are coming through the ranks. Mm. You know, um, guys that started in third grade last year or second grade are now really pushing for first grade spots. That internal competition only is going to make the club stronger and I think that's a real hallmark of how we're going to go this year is the drive that we're going to have internally. So we're really excited, I think, for that. Are you guys potentially worried uh, that eventually there might be too many top quality players come along for the the first grade side from uh, Sanaka. Well, that's <laughs> the nature of the game. Away, yeah. It's the nature of the game. Like, you know, that sport, I mean, not necessarily at our level, but in high-performance sport, that's how it goes. The best player plays. And at the end of the day, if that means that Hornsby moves that much closer to winning a premiership, then so be it. 
When you talk about that that, that quality on the field and at, and at training, but how, you know, you, you say it makes a good big difference, but how much of a difference does it really make in terms, especially at training in particular? Mm. I think your preparation's crucial, especially when you're playing up on the coast. Um, you know, we've had times in the last few years where we've only had to we've had to revert to one training a week because we're just not getting the players there, and having that quality of player and having a consistent spine around a good team I think will only make everyone lift and having that commitment and having everyone inspired to get out there is I think we will see some really good consistent results Mm. because you know we had some of our best wins that we've had in a long long time for the club last year and then the week after we played terribly and we were looking for answers we were wondering what are we doing and that just wasn't a first grade issue that was a second grade issue that was for the women's as well Um, so I think what we're really trying to achieve this year and we're getting it hammered in by our coaches is consistency is only bred through how well we prepare and we're really excited because we've had a really strong preseason, so we're excited. Not to make a damper on that on those preseason on the preseason form, but does the travel at all come into an effect? It does sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. it's, it's especially funny. when you've got to go up real far, you know, up, yeah. up to Woiwoi and places like that. Terrible's not so bad. You see the beach and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the travel because I mean, I grew up down the road at Hornsby, but. Uh, uh, I and Alex and I actually live in Wollstonecraft in North Sydney, and I know Angus lives. Jeez, uh, it must be a big change going up to the Central Coast every weekend. <laughs> well, a little bit, yeah, from the uh, counting down the days. Too. Yeah, 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 so yeah, and I know Angus is out at Dural, um, actually moving out my way, not not uh, not too far away. But uh, we got guys coming from Arncliffe. We got people. Uh, the coaches come from Wallachia, which is out 100 k's past nowhere, and. You know, we are just excited that we draw that caliber of people and players and and coaching staff into the club. And it's from our club culture that we built that we draw players in from all over the place. So travel seems to be one of those things that, you know, it's a bit of a build it and they will come and we're happy to have built it and they are coming, um, you know, us included. Um, and, you know, realistically, when we were playing in Sydney, uh, sometimes you played against teams like Blue Mountains and Waverley where sitting in traffic in Sydney, there could be a two-hour trip. Yeah. Whereas the furthest we possibly go from Hornsby is the game out of Budgiewoy at Slade Park and that's pretty well an hour door-to-door. Mm. And it's, you know, Saturday at you know midday, you get exactly the same amount of traffic on the M1 as you do every Saturday. So it's, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to do the travel, to be honest. And what about the women's teams? Alex, obviously you mentioned off-air that this year you're going to have pretty much you all put going to be playing at the same ground yeah. along with the with the junior some of the junior sides as well that must be a, at least a, a massive boost for not just you know for one for first grade team or the women's team but for everyone involved yeah it's awesome it, it just again just builds that club culture um everyone's around to watch everyone play um it's awesome we get to have the crowds that the men's draw watching us play that that that's huge um they've changed the game times to be before and after second grade again that's just a chance to play in front of more people is, is awesome and to travel with a team it's it's just good fun we did a bus trip coming like sam said up from um Boy bus trip home 
it was just awesome fun girls and guys just yeah we just had a great time so there's always that option of just we all carpool chuck it in together and it's just a chance to build as a team I think so yeah just down to some team building and of course we'll give a little bit of uh, a chat to the second and the third grade sides how have they been traveling you guys obviously the first grade probably don't have too much interaction with them when it comes to training but surely you have mates down there that are are, you're chipping away preparing for the, the new season to come Oh, it's been a one-team, one-dream attitude for, for pre-season. Okay. Um, very seldom do we break up. Um, it's more of a forwards-back thing if we break up. It's not a first grade and second grade. Um, so that level of consistency throughout the grades, everyone's under the same plays, everyone's got the same calls. Um, so when you're going between the grades, whether you're going up or down, you're going to know your role. And that's something that we touched on with Sam earlier on about the professionalism. That's something that our new coaches, Chip and Jason, have really instilled in us. Um, So it's not necessarily been a first grade, second grade thing. I think we'll start that next week because obviously you need to know who you're playing with, what their strengths are and all that kind of stuff. Um, But in terms of first grade, second grade, it really hasn't been that kind of mentality anymore. It's more so everyone needs to build as a club and then we'll sort out what team you're in. Do you think that style works? I think it's been good with the new coaches because they've come in as a blank slate. They haven't they don't have preconceived ideas about what our players are doing. Um, so like Gussie said, if everyone's training together, it gives that chance for the guy who might have been toiling away in second grade who, I don't know, for some reason hasn't been noticed to put his hand up and get selected for, for first grade, which, which is huge. And then again, that internal competition between the team, um, it, it's massive. It's pushing the boys to really put in. Uh, if you don't turn up to training, you're putting your spot in jeopardy. So you've got to get down there to really put your name on that jersey obviously you've got the first three away games a bit of a bit of a torture run but you've got your your game back at hornsby you're back to hornsby day what, what's happening on that day you got anything exciting happening on that day that's that's planned ah uh, return to the rock yeah. uh it's it's always a big day uh it's absolutely massive it, it draws such a good crowd um like we said we're, we're going to have all the teams playing together um unfortunately for our for, for the women's team gosford doesn't have a women's team oh. so we'll get an exhibition game in but it's just, it's going to be huge in terms of everyone sticks around till the end of, of first grade and then we go back to our, our um, the Hornsby in our after match function space and we, we go from there and it's just, it's a big night, but it, it'll be really good fun. So it's always huge. <laughs> Find a few questions. Uh, predictions on the seasons, Do you know where you think you're going to end up? Obviously you've got eyes on the prize early doors, but what's a... What's a sort of you know, a big expectation for you guys? A sort of a checklist to say, yeah, we, this is where we're aiming for. Well, if we we really do need to finish the season with more wins and losses, and that'll put us in the space to go top four, uh, and that's what the final series looks like uh, for the men, um, and that's definitely something that we'll be aiming for 100. percent With the coaching staff we got, with the player stock that we have, um, there's no reason at all why we can't give the top four a crack. And for the women's team? Same here. I think we, we, we just picked the post last year. We came fifth. So that top four finish will be huge. Um, the top four, well, the top three teams um, outside of um, counting ourselves in that, um, they're really strong. So if we can match it with them, then uh, I'm really excited to see what we'll do. But, yeah, top four finals footy for, for all teams, I reckon. <laughs> Gus, do you have a, a prediction? Do you have a... a Something that you want to say? You want to say an early prediction that we might be able to relive <laughs> in a few episodes, we'll, we'll in a few in the halfway season. At the end of the season, and we can replay it then. Yeah, I look, Point, I, points I, four and again. Who's, yeah. who's money on first try scorer for the season? Ooh. 
Oh, I'm going to put myself a first drop goal. I don't care if it's 50 <laughs> minutes <laughs> out. 20 nil down, doesn't yeah. matter. Enjoy, enjoy second grade round one. <laughs> no, I, I echo Sam's sentiment. I, I think um, with the new mentality we have, with the cattle we have, I think uh, it wouldn't be a season that we can look back on and go, yep, yeah, yeah, we've done all we can if we didn't make finals. I think we've got to really start taking that seriously and be accountable for whether or not we get there, but... More than happy to come on halfway and tell you how I'm going and hopefully we've got more wins and losses at that point. Well, I'm sure we will get you back in at some point, but just something, if, if there's anybody out there listening going, that sounds like a club I want to be involved in, how can people get in touch with you guys? Obviously, we've got the, the social media whiz here. If you could maybe give a, a few tips to our social media people before you leave would be very helpful. But, is, yeah, is there somewhere that people out there listening in or maybe listening um, in on the, the Splinters bonus content that would be able to get in contact with you guys or even just find out more information about you guys? I hope Lachlan Scalander's listening. You come home, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love we love a good personal beat on the show. No, our, um, our courageous open side flanker... Uh, Eloped to the UK for his two-year visa. He eloped. He's, he's eloped. He's found someone to elope with, I'm sure. Um, he's, he's gone for his uh, UK trip, crisis. so uh, we'd love him to come back. But uh, the best place to go, definitely either uh, our just our website, the Google Hornsby Rugby, uh, or the Facebook page has been monitored every minute of every day by Alex. So, um, yeah, the Hornsby Rugby Club on Facebook uh, or Hornsby Women's Rugby on Facebook, definitely the places to go. Drop us a message. I think our response time is within moments, it's got written there. And that's, <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's pretty good. I can attest <laughs> just to that. Just get down to training. Like training, Tuesday, yeah. Thursdays, get down to Mark Taylor Oval. We're there. Um, if you want to have a run, if you're interested, like, seriously, for, for the women's, we always find girls are like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. You don't know unless you try. Come give it a crack. So yep. Now, I'm sure that there'll be plenty of festivities and plenty of team songs throughout the season, but I... I hear that there's it's starting early tonight with the pre-season launch. That's true. We have the season launch tonight at um, Warrawee Bowls. Uh, we've been there the last couple of years, and they've been um, extremely gracious hosts of ours. Um, and uh, we'll be uh, looking to go there. Hopefully the light holds out for another half hour or so, so Gus, Alex and I can get in and uh, roll a couple of flippers down the green. Um, we'll, uh, Don't do your shoulder while you're at it, just in well, case. You know. I mean, you know, it comes with the game, but it's a, it's a high-performance, high-intense uh, high game. But, yeah, the, uh, we've been had a bit rugby. of a... Oh, I mean, either or, that's what I mean. Every sport is as competitive as you make it. That's, so. that's correct, and we will make it competitive. A uh, couple of... A, uh, couple of Skewy skewy moy moys might be uh, <laughs> calling us, so we might have to make our way down there and uh, and rip in. This is an X-rated show. You can say schooners of Cooper's Red. It's easy. You know. <laughs> oh, well, my family friendly, but you can say that. It's a, right? it's a family rated. How did you know? <laughs> it's, it's a family show. Yeah. X-rated. Port and uh, port and coffee by our very favourite uh, Mr. John King, also known as Bernie. Uh, <laughs> He's, uh, he's made that a drink of choice, so port and coffee will be on the cards tonight for sure. Sounds delicious. Well, we better let you guys get to those festivities. Guys, it's been fantastic having you guys in on the show. Good luck with the season going forward. We'll be uh, we'll be definitely dragging out that bandwagon from the from the sewer that Matt uh, mentioned. Uh, it was in the river, earlier, not in the, the river. sewer. Sorry, in the river. It was just in, in the, the river. river. It just got a little derailed on the it's, way well, home. Well, I'm it, sure it went on the bus trip on I'm the way sure home. I'm sure during the season that it will become it, it will go from the wagon to the coach. So we'll as long as it has a bench on it, it's all right. It's exactly what we could fit us for, guys. Once again, thanks for coming in on the show. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, well, thanks, guys.
Angus McQueen, Sam White and Alex uh, Bellamy from the Hornsby Ryans. Been great having you in the studio. I'm sure we'll get you guys in some point to give us an update throughout the season right here on the bench. 